Good everyone. Thanks for listening in for to another podcast from the Basis of Knowledge. Um, we appreciate you listening in, and uh, we always look forward to some feedback. And you would have seen that in the last week, we would have posted a, a wee competition because we want you to engage with us and get involved. Um, it's not about us; it's about you. And as always, um, I have my awesome colleague and counterpart Tane um, with me today. And Tane, as always, we're going to start off with what piece of knowledge have you learned since our last podcast? Yeah, I think over the last week, I've probably learned two big pieces of knowledge. So the first is realizing how hard decision making is. Um, we've been bringing new people onto the exec and we only had a certain amount of spots to fill and we had a lot of brilliant um, applicants. And so it was really hard and really tough to make that decision. So it was actually interesting to kind of see the decision-making process because, you know, when you're applying for scholarships or halls or whatever you're applying for, you always kind of feel the side where you're applying and you're disappointed if you don't get it or you're happy if you do get it, but you don't actually see the decision-making behind it. So it was interesting to actually see that. And then the other piece of knowledge I've learned this week is just that it's okay if you don't achieve everything you, you know, aim to do in your week. I think a lot of the time, especially for me being driven, I always want to achieve everything I put my mind to but it's actually okay if you don't achieve it, you know, as long as you're making those sacrifices and understanding what it is you're trying to achieve. That's awesome. You know, um, I'm glad you raised two very, very key points there because as as humans, we always um, think about when we put something in an application and whatever, we go with the best. And it's good to always think about that. But, and then we get a no rejection, we go, oh, damn, I'm not good enough. But actually we forget about the other side. You know, um, you're not the only one applying for things. So, um, it's important to keep that into perspective, to give it your best shot and go from there. And with that, and with that again, you know, giving your best shot, it's okay to also just chill. Like you said, Tana, you want to go, 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 but it's okay just to have a day when you're just like, yeah, I'm just going to just not achieve and not feel guilty about it. And that's okay. And I think that was one of the learnings I learned from this week because I was very lucky to go on to a mental health first aid course. And um, it just was pretty awesome to reframe and think about and remember that everybody, everybody has mental health. Everybody has mental health. There's no such thing as no one has mental health because it's part of us. It just depends on what spectrum we are at, you know, whether you're at the um, healthy spectrum or the not unhealthy spectrum. And it's important to realize that you're trying to help somebody. You've got to think about where you are in that spectrum as well. So it's, it's, it's human nature for us to want to help people all the time when they're sad or down or not going through a good time. But sometimes if we're not in the right headspace, we are doing more harm than good. So it's always important. That was a reminder for me to actually think about that when I'm doing that. Um, so awesome. So with that stuff there, let's get on to it. As always, we have an amazing um, guest, and we're very lucky to have these guests that choose to join us. And today we have another fantastic guest, and his name is Cameron. And Cameron is based in Wellington, and we'll let him talk about his experience and who he is in a, in a bit, and then we'll talk about his experiences. Cameron, um, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Cool. Cameron, tell, tell the listeners about, a bit about yourself, where you're from, um, how old are you? What school are you at? You know, what, what, who, who's, who is Cameron? So I'm from Upper Heart, Wellington. I go to Hidetonga College and I'm 18 years old. Awesome. Cool. So for those of you that um, are listening to us from overseas, Upper Heart is one of the suburbs in Wellington. Um, and yeah, Wellington is an interesting, interesting city. And Upper Heart is just Upper Heart City, is I think, as you call it right? Is that correct, Cameron? Yep. Yeah, that's right. Would you call yourself Wellingtonian or would you call, call yourself a hot person? What would you call yourself? Probably hot person. Yeah, okay, cool. There'll be some stigma there right there, but that's cool. We'll go with that. <laughs> cool. Why not? Uh, oh, yeah, exactly. Straight into it, right? Um, so, so Cameron, uh, you're here at Tonga College, and Cameron, you're in your final year of school. Is that correct? 
That is correct. Yeah, and how, how are you enjoying school this year? It's been a bit of a step up from the past four years. Yeah. The workload is definitely something else because I'm trying to get my credits to pass the year as well as focus on getting UE, which is two separate things trying to do at the same time. So it has been a bit of a challenge, but I'm getting it done. I'm having fun doing it. Awesome, and I think the key things are, you know, you've got to be aware of the, the two things that you're doing. But you mentioned the word fun because you've got to have fun. And I think one of our of one of our previous podcasts has mentioned fun in her in her in her podcast as being people forget about that. You've got to have fun. We have all this this weight on us to do stuff, but you forget about having fun. Then you feel guilty for having fun. All right. So um, it's awesome you mentioned that. Um, the other thing that our listeners might not know, which is why they probably won't know, is that you're actually the head boy as well, which will add another another challenge or excitement to your role. Tell us about that there. Definitely. Um, so as head student, I guess my job is to be the face of the school, represent the college and college events like sports exchanges, that sort of thing. And it's pretty much... It. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you're being pretty humble there. I'm sure you do a lot more than that there. So tell us, tell us. Let's go back to the, the day you uh, you were announced as head head student. How did you feel? Was it something you expected, or was it something you were going for? And what was your family reaction to that as well? Well, when I got told, it was for prize giving, yeah. where it was announced to everyone, and I was pretty overwhelmed by it because it's been something that I've been trying to work towards since year nine. Yeah. Because a couple of years ago, my cousin had it, had the role of head student. And then one of my mates who was in my basketball team last year had that honor as well. And for me to get it, it was just really cool. Family reaction, I'd say they were definitely wrapped for me. And yeah. like it was quite a moment I'll cherish forever, to be honest with you. Awesome. That's really awesome. That's really awesome. And um, Tana, what about yourself? You know, when you were in year 13, did you have any leadership roles? Uh, Yeah, I got deputy head boy. And how was that? Yeah, it was good. Obviously, I applied for head boy um, and really wanted the role. But looking back, I think the things that I'd done, like it didn't matter what role I had within the school, you know, I still had goals that I wanted to achieve. And regardless if I was deputy head boy or prefect or head boy, it didn't really change anything. A lot of the time people think that the labels you put on certain students mean that they're going to do certain roles. But I think if you actually take that away, you know, leadership is dependent on what you do and the change that you want to make within the school. So I think a lot of the time some people just get too caught up in what the labels are and what that means, where in actuality, if you want to make change, you know, it doesn't matter what role you have within the school. That's very true. That's very true, Tony. But I'm also going to counteract that and I'm going to ask you, Cameron, do you feel a weight of expectation though? You know, you want to make change, but now you've got this role, this title. Is there a weight of expectation attached to that, either by yourself or externally as well? Personally, I do put a bit of pressure on myself, whether yeah. I'm, I'm meant to or not with the role. Um, if I know I'm doing the wrong thing, then I, I do tend to get a bit more anxious about that, but I feel like a lot of people expect me to be doing the right thing, if that makes sense. Yeah. And yeah, I'm yeah. 
I think yeah. it's, I guess it's true. You know, anyone with any labels, there's there's an external expectation, and you feel like if I do something wrong, I mean, this is just not your camera. This is just something that we, we face in in, yeah, in society that you know um, you have a label, you have a, a title, and you go, oh damn, if I make a mistake, it's me that represents the title, and you feel like you can't yeah. can't do things wrong. That's pretty tough, right? And that's pretty tough. And how, how have you managed that for yourself? Um, I'd say one way of management that is just be, just pre-preparing. So yeah. like nights before school, um, I'll pack my bag, make sure I have everything for the next day, make sure I've got stuff for work after school, that sort of thing. Then during school, if something comes up, I'll add it to my calendar on my phone. So then I can be notified if I've got to meet no in advance 10 minutes before that sort of thing. Awesome. So just simple, simple, tangible things, right? Definitely. What about you, Tan? Did you, did you find that as well? You know, I know you mentioned that, yeah, it didn't matter about the labels, but was there a expectation that you put on yourself because you were deputy head boy? Because you said, looking back, but think about you in the moment. Yeah, I think definitely at the time, I put a lot of pressure on myself and knowing that it was a leadership role within the school, I did have pressure on myself to achieve things. And also because I had things that I wanted to achieve, like we hadn't had athletics day for a few years. So it was a personal goal of mine to reintroduce that and reintroduce some of the culture within the school. So I kind of put that pressure on myself to actually achieve those things. And some things I didn't achieve as well as what I hoped, but you know, the thing is you're trying and that's what matters at the end of the day. And, and that's true. I think it's important to try. And again, important not to put a, put a, put a, a weight in there that, that affects you and goes, oh, I didn't do it, so I failed. Cam, you're 13. This has been a bit of a crazy year for you. Um, let's, actually, let's go back. The last two years have been crazy for the whole entire world. I mean, um, let's be honest, right? Let's yep, take your, your, mind back, your mind back to year 12. Year 12, um, you're chilling there. You are told we're in lockdown. How was that lockdown for you as a year 12? No one really knew what to expect. So there wasn't a lot of pressure for me, but my dad made me keep to the school timetable. So doing class by class. So I was able to keep up to date with all my work and everything. So I wouldn't say there was a lot of pressure then, but I think coming to lockdown this year, the issue was a lot of people knew what to expect and then suddenly you had teachers from all the classes assigning work for you with deadlines crossing over so i'd say there was a lot more pressure in the previous lockdown we've just come out of Okay, well, awesome so i want you to i want you to step away from school for a second and i want to talk about your your own personal experience through lockdown so goodbye school dad made you do work how was it for you in, in that situation lockdown number one versus lockdown number two as a, as, as a young person because i just want to keep in mind you as a year 12 you might have lost some social interaction as a year 13 you might have lost some of those cool things that you were going to do how was that for you in, in terms of your social connection i'd say it was a bit hard to keep up to date or keep in contact with my mates yeah. at first and then we discovered zoom and then we were able to play games that sort of thing play games just, right? That's cool. just yes. sit down have a chat that sort of thing and as as a head student this year what have you noticed from your peers in terms of mental health and well-being in this in this zoom phrase because i'm sure you would you would have seen that as a head student or be privy to some stuff like that yeah i'd say as head student i've had a lot more people come to me if that makes sense 
asking for advice or help. So I've kind of been more of a support this year. And I guess I've kind of seen firsthand the pressure of school on other people, not just myself, something which I haven't really been able to see as much, people getting stressed out from stuff. It was kind of a way to kind of take a step back and see what everyone else is doing. Yeah, that's awesome. Man. It actually relates back to what Tane said at the start when he spoke about the decision-making from the other side. You know, from the yeah. other side, uh, you always think that you're in the journey by yourself and you go, wait a minute, now people are coming to me. It's a whole different story. Same thing with decisions, deciding who to choose on your, on your exit. And I guess, Tane, if we go back to you as well and think about you and your experience in terms of mental health and well-being from your peers, so not you, I'm talking about your peers now. What have you noticed in your peers? I think there was a lot of like lack of motivation and that led to other things. I mean, originally it was the social interactions and missing out. And I think, you know, especially now that we've had a lot of lectures and like half our university life on Zoom, it's just mentally fatiguing being on Zoom all the time. And a lot of people have found that lecturers have started going over the 50 minutes because they can, because they know that you don't have anywhere else to be. But, you know, some of us might have a lecture the next hour, so we quickly jump onto another Zoom and it just gets so fatiguing, you know, especially when you've got three or four hours a day on Zoom just watching lecturers talk. And I've seen that the engagement's been a lot lower, you know, like 40%, 50% of students are showing up to class where in person it was a lot greater. And I think it's just because, you know, people like that physical interaction, people like going to the lecture theatre, seeing people, seeing how people are going and how they are. We're in the Zoom lecture, you know, you can't really talk to anyone. You kind of type in the chat. You can do private chats, but, you know, it's, it's not the same and it never will be. That's right. It, it, yeah, and that's true. And um, it's just, you know, human, human nature is, is social connection. That's, we know that that's for sure. And, um, yeah, and back to you, Cam. Um, you're in year 13. You get the lockdown. What events did you have to go, oh, I can't do these events anymore because of the lockdown? So... We had to cancel our sports day, our school-wide sports day. And this year we were going to reintroduce um, a school-wide event known as HC Day because we're Hitatonga College. That's our syllables. So there's a big cultural day where we split off into our four schoolhouses and we come up with a big skit which we relate back to our school values. We've got to include our school haka, our school song, and the skit. And then at the end of the day, we all come back together into the hall and we, the houses perform their skits. And traditionally, it's been judged by ex-students, but we weren't able to reintroduce that this year. So hoping next year the leaders will be able to then. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a big blow to our self-esteem. Yeah, and how did you, how did you how did you how did you pick yourself up from that? You know, you have this plan here, you have a plan, then oh, cancelled. You just said your your words were it was a big blow to your self-esteem. How did you pick yourself up from that? I think the big thing was definitely staying in con- communication with other people and like knowing that other people around the world have it worse and that. We're actually in a bit. We're actually in a good position, where we are, and that it is for the best. It did get cancelled. 
Yeah, that's very true. It's very hard to do that when, when you're in the moment and you're emotionally yeah. attached to something. And um, you've got to step back and pick up perspective. And that was quite, you know, you've got to go perspective. Hey, this is, this is, this is good. Even though I'm sad, it's good for the betterment of society. Um, Definitely. Fingers crossed, yeah. Um, so think about you as a year 13, you know, what, what are the challenges that you see as a year 13 this year, you know, as, you know, what, or as, sorry, not this year, as a year 13, what are, what are your challenges in, ter- in terms of anything, not just school, but, you know, society pressure, social media, um, um, climate change. What, what, what are those, what are the challenges that you, that you see as, as a, as a cohort? And I'm guessing you also interact with lots of, lots of leaders from a different, different schools around, around the country. So you, you'd see some things that, that, that pop out. Cam, what's what? What are things? Let's take two things that stand out for you. Um, anything that, that that you just stand out for that you got that you see this just prevalent that that's a continual theme wherever um, you go. I'd say at our school, the leaders are given blazers, and yep. the blazer definitely we refer to the blazer as the leadership role in a way, yep. and in a way, the blazer makes you stand out. Yeah. So sometimes when I'm walking home, I might just chuck my jacket over because I don't want to stand out as much, if that makes sense. Yeah, my And, sense. well, like, just easy to get through people, I'd say. If I'm going to work, I'll chuck my jacket on just because then I can get through people quicker. If, like, not that I don't want to talk to people, more that I just want to get to work. Yeah. But if, if I come out of school wearing my blazer, then I'm... I'm going to talk to people because yeah. people will come up to me wanting to have conversation because I'm a very open person. And, yeah. and in my opinion, like to be a leader, you've got to be able to connect with other people. And some days if you're not in a good mindset or whatever, then that's the days where I'll chuck my jacket on over the blazer. But other days, like a lot lately, I've just come out, be proud of who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So how how is that an issue for you though? It's not really an issue. It's more just that it's hard to explain. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. We've got all the time in the world here. I guess. <laughs> I guess. I, I guess. I'll I'll, I'll 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 pan out a little bit more. And you said yeah. this is the team. So think about your your colleagues on your on your leadership team. What do they say about it? Um. I think a big part of the leadership team this year has been our communication. Yeah. And. With that being said, there's been moments where our communication has fallen off and we just don't talk to one another, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. And <laughs> there's moments where I haven't heard from someone and I'll message them and I'll be like, hey, is everything all good? And yeah. turns out they're not doing so well. Yeah. So it's just checking in on other people when... They say when, because with bringing it back to the Zoom thing, you don't get to see or be, totally. bring, be in contact with everyone every day. Totally. And um, how does it how does it relate to the blazers though? We're going to go back to the blazer. Yeah. So, how, how so, yeah. I would say people view the blazer, the role, as kind of above the average student, I'd say. So mm. a lot of people appreciate it more if like i were to message them and if that makes sense gotcha 100 percent. yeah and i think it goes back right to the start of this whole conversation the expectation the weight of expectation Definitely. if you 
cam with no blazer, the expectation will be right, whatever. But the blazer, the blazer is a symbol of an expectation. Would that be a fair way of saying it? And it's not a bad thing or a good thing. It's just a thing. It's just a thing that is there. Yeah. Um, what about you? What about you, Tane? Um, think about your year group or your flat group. What's been a, a, a thing that's popped up for you this year? An issue or a challenge, you know, um, apart from apart from lockdown. So let's take let's take the global the global aspect of the moment. We're going deep here. <laughs> um, I think for me, it's the motivation levels, right? Like everybody's here for a purpose now, um, yeah. but not everybody knows and has a strong enough value about what their motives are. So you know, I'm very clear cut in what I want to do and what I want to achieve. But I see a lot of people who aren't really sure what they're doing, and they worry that they're not going in the right direction or they aren't certain about, you know, what's happening around us. And so they don't have that same motivation, you know, in high school, people have to be there or their parents force them to be here, but down here, it's a whole different ball, ball game. And so I think the biggest issue down here is people get lost in what they're supposed to be doing or what they're trying to do. I rephrase the question, Tana. I don't want, I just want you to think about your peer group. So not, not everyone else, just your peer group. What's, what's, what, is, what do you think is a big challenge? I think keeping on top of everything and yeah. trying to, you know, when keeping on top of everything, trying to maintain your mental health because yeah. there's a lot of people who compare themselves to other people and I know I do it myself. You know, you think that you need to be doing the same as everybody else. You need to be doing more so that you can be better. But it just becomes that rat race where you're never going to achieve anything unless you actually step back and reflect on what you have achieved. You know, all the things I've achieved this year, it's amazing to see, but I ha- actually have to reflect on that and see what I've accomplished. Yeah, that's very true. That, that's reflection is very important. And, um, you know, it's okay not it's okay not to have motivation, but it's, it's the important thing is to find the awareness to seek help. In the right Am I in the right? I always say to people, when you go to university, you might not know what to do. That's okay. Who cares? It doesn't actually matter. But you've got to, you've got to, have, you've got to have the internal drive to go, right, cool, I want to see, see what I want to do. Um, Kim, um, back to you. Um, tell us about tell us about something that 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 really drives you. You know, as a as a year thirteen, um, you know, around the world we see the climate marches, we see relay for life, we see um, all these amazing things which young people do. Which what what if those really stands out for you and why those? Especially being being ahead, so you 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 motivate people to do to do stuff. Something that. I'm quite passionate about is raising awareness towards men's mental health. Okay. Yeah. And tell me what, why, why is that? Why is that a passion for you? So why specifically men's mental health? For me personally, like I've dealt with some issues in that yeah. area. Yeah. Like many years ago, sorry, my sis, my younger sister was diagnosed with cancer yeah. and we spent, as a family, probably five and a half months living in Auckland in and out of Starship. And like definitely through that time, I, I struggled a bit mentally. And yeah. for me, if I can help someone else, then they won't have to feel like crap like I did during that time. And I think you were seeing that. And how did how did you how did you cope with it at that time there? How did you how was your what is your methodology? It was definitely a lot of distraction therapy. While yeah. I was up there, I was introduced to an organization, the Child Cancer Foundation, and Canteen, and they were great. 
and today I'm still an active member. And awesome. they put on events like Kahoot nights, quiz nights, that sort of thing, where yeah. we went, we got the opportunity to go along, participate, meet with other people who might be in the same position. Yeah, that's awesome. And and tell me your your this that's a very noble cause, and we and you know I think. Um, we can both agree, all three of us can agree that, you know, men's mental health is something that um, we don't talk about much. And it's Definitely. awesome as, a, as an 18-year-old thinking about that. Tony, what about yourself? Let's talk about men's mental health in your in your domain. What do you see there? And especially as a young Maori student as well. I think it's just hard opening up. I think a lot of the time you feel weak if you don't open up. You, uh, you, if you do open up, sorry. So a lot of the times you hide what you want to say because you think that other people are going to judge you. But I also think it's just understanding that sometimes it isn't necessarily because you don't want to up open up to that person. It's because you don't want to hurt them. You know, I've had close friends that when I'm down or when I'm struggling with things, I really want to tell them. But I think about, you know, how is it going to affect them? How is it going to hurt them? And I stop myself from opening up because... I'm scared that I'm going to hurt them or cause other problems outside of myself. And so, yeah, I think a lot of the time it is just understanding that sometimes, as I've said previously, you know, it's about just having someone there who will listen to you. It's not necessarily about having those deep and meaningful conversations every day, but it's just about knowing that there is somebody there for you when you do come to opening up. And it's very true. You both raised, raised an important point that, you know, um, Cameron, you said that, when you're going through this, you had you had you found these people here, you know, canteen, and you know they helped you out. And Tana, you've had you've had the pull up. To, uh, I want I've got some stuff to talk about. I'm scared about, not about judgment, but about that you you you're laying your problems to someone else and that will hurt them or whatever. And and I think you both run it off by saying it's pretty important just to speak to somebody to find that somebody. You know, sometimes it might be your best friend, sometimes it might be a random stranger, which is how why Youthline and all those awesome services really work very well and you know to anyone listening listening to this podcast and if you're going through that please reach out to those those awesome services there because they are there for you um and don't ever be shy to do that um thanks for sharing that cam um no what about some what's what's what is the most of your highlight of your year so far as as a as a year 13 what would you say like boom i'm so proud of this because we had the best amount the best fun apart from obviously coming on our trip me. The trip with you, Prajesh, is definitely first, but I'd say a close second would probably be my school. We did a event called Period Poverty this year, yeah. which I'm really proud of our community captains, Fraser and Michaela, for putting on. And essentially what it was, was we, as a school, we collected period products and we brought them in and we then we once they were collected they were then given away to people who can't access that the less fortunate awesome awesome and, and i guess it's really awesome as a male that you have done this that this, there's no no some sort of stigma around talking around periods because you're a male and oh this is this is crazy and it's really awesome that it's so open and out there hey this is this is a real this is a reality this is a human human Definitely. thing um did you want to add to that Cameron? i think just because of just because we were able to speak out this year and really push towards that now we've got our own sort of 
um, shelf space designated yeah. to products like that. So if girls in class need access to that, they can come along, grab it, go back to go sort themselves out, that sort of thing. So it's really, it's really good. Awesome. And let's hope it just carries on with momentum. Definitely. These things. Yeah. Fantastic. Well done. Well done to you and your team. Now let's come back to you, Cameron, as a, as an individual. You're almost finishing up school. It is going to happen. What are your thoughts now? Um, you're an 18 year old. Um, next chapter of your life is about to start. What are your, what are your fears? What are your excitements? What are you thinking about for next year? And not just university, just, just generally life. Excitement. Like I'm really excited about moving self and starting this new chapter at otago and i think i have been overthinking it all a bit i will admit that um one night i i had a bit of a dream that i was sleeping on my mate's couch down there (laughs) but i'm confident (laughs) that i'll find a place to stay down there and i don't think accommodation should be a problem anymore and I'm looking forward to studying what I want to study. Um, so the, I guess that that was that was a um, there's two things happening: the excitement about living and the fear of living on a on someone's um, couch yeah. <laughs> or a sofa. Um, and that, that's okay; that's normal. Uh, why have you chosen to leave home, though? Why have you chosen? You, you've got a fantastic university just down your door, down down the road from you, and it's a great university. You've got eight great universities. Why have you chosen to go so far away from home? And what do you, what does your family think about it? Well, when I was originally looking at my courses and I wanted to do something with PE because I'm quite passionate about being physically active and doing stuff in that field, my dad said from the start, Otago is the place to go. Yep. He said, if you want to do anything like that, if you want to be a doctor, if you want to do any of that stuff, Otago is the place to go. And I've done my research and I think I've just fallen in love with Otago and the whole, it it all feels just so close to each other. Now that I've been down with you, I've had that experience and it's like its own little community down there. And I just love that. And yeah, I want to experience that. Awesome. Do you have any siblings? You have a sister? Any, any other siblings? I've got an older brother who's studying law at Vic, and yeah. I've got two younger sisters, twins. Awesome, that's really cool. And let's talk about your family. You and you living your family. How does how does that feel? And um, how do they? Because it is it is a big jump, you know. Yes, you're excited. You're cool, but let's talk about talk about those emotive things as well. I have definitely been a bit scared about that, yeah. but. I know I will be in contact with them probably more than they, maybe a little more than they'd like. But mum has said to me that if anything does happen, that they can find a way to get me back up or come down, see me. And I'll have friends down there anyway. I know people that's going down there. So I'm not as anxious as I originally was when I started planning around it. And I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, th- thanks, Cam. I think I think we're not going to trivialize this. I think this is very important to raise. It is it is quite scary leaving home. Um, I think anyone listening to this podcast out there will know that leaving home is hard. It, it doesn't matter. It is hard. Whether your home is your family situation or your or your city or wherever the situation is that you that you're close to, it's it's always hard to go to a place that 
we don't know much about. And it's pretty brave for you to actually share that. And I think it's, I'm going to acknowledge that because it is quite scary. Yes, it's exciting. That's cool. But fear is always there. And I think, Tana, you've mentioned before as well that your family supported you and that was all good. But there was a fear as well. There must, there must, there is a fear of, of just normal, just normal fear. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, definitely. There was that fear of leaving my peers. And I think different to Cam, you know, I didn't have many friends coming down to the university. Obviously I'd met people through hands-on Otago. So I knew people coming down, but you know, I had talked to them briefly after hands-on Otago. So I didn't have as strong connections as you probably do with your peers. Um, so it was difficult in terms of coming down. Um, but my parents, yeah, they were really supportive of me. And they always knew that, you know, I was driven to do what I wanted to do. They, re you know, I didn't need that reassurance because they knew that I knew, you know, if I have to go home, so be it. If I need support, they'll be there. So it was really good to have that support. Um, but yeah, the fear definitely creeps in. And I guess the other thing, right, is it's not all the time. Sometimes it's just, you know, a random occasion where you start thinking about something and go, is this what I want? And the closer you get to the end of the year, unfortunately, the more you feel that fear. But it all dissipates, you know, as soon as you come down, as soon as you're on the flight, as soon as you make that first friend, it all kind of, you know, you finally see what you're going towards. I think that's the most difficult part, right? You can't really see what's going to happen at the moment. You don't know what the next couple of months has for you. But once you come down, you kind of see, oh, this is it. This is what I want to do. And it all gets into place. And that's, and that's very true, Tana. You know, the fear of the unknown is just human nature, right? And um, as Tana said, you know, as a year 13, the year is really exciting, really exciting. And then now, as you get to October, November, you actually wait a minute. This is not real. What was once just an, an idea is now becoming real. And whether, whether it's Otago, whatever university you choose to go to, not just Otago, whatever you choose to university to go to, it is going to be scary. Even, even I, I promise you, Cam, even if you're going to go to go to the university on the road, you would have felt fear because it's a brand new, brand new um, scenario. And it's awesome to feel, feel the fear and embrace it. And thank you for sharing that again. What are you looking forward to next year? What, what's that, right? not, and apart from university, what are you looking forward to as a young person leaving school? Not let's take what university, let's take what Cam, now leaving school. I think, as I said before, it's I'm looking forward to that whole experience of the community of Otago. If that makes yeah. sense. Like, we, before I went down there, I had a look with you. I had a look at Vic, and everything was just so separated. And as you know, when I came down to Otago, at first I was just so overwhelmed because everything was just so close together. And I was like, wow. And the second day, uh, I kind of, I felt a lot better about it all. And I was, I was walking around and it was just so cool. And it's so fascinating to me. All the buildings, they look beautiful. And it's, it's such a really cool environment. Yeah. And, and, I, th and I think, I think that's, I have to acknowledge the fact, like, I remember on day two, on day two, said to me, bam, yesterday was just like, wow. <laughs> just, and that, and you know, it's, and I'm glad you could do that. Tony, think about your the day you went your hands on a target that first day. Did you feel overwhelmed? Yeah, I felt really overwhelmed because, you know, I'd already had two flights, which were my first flights ever. So I was already yeah. nervous about that. And I remember getting to Dunedin Airport and the bags started going around and all the bags went around and I didn't see my bag. And I was like, no way. I, like, I need my bag. This is not a good start. And then you see all these other students, you know, I think there were 80 people on the flight because I came down from Auckland and I yeah. just didn't even talk to any of them because I, you know, I heard people talking about it, but I was just 
worried about getting there. I wasn't even concerned with everything else, you know. So it was just so overwhelming. But as the week went on, you know, you started to realize that everybody felt the same. It's just, you know, different people handle it in different ways. Yeah, that's true. I think I think you raised another interesting point. Everybody's going to have these emotions, but it's just how they express. Um, yeah. Um, we've been chatting for about 40 minutes now. Cam, uh, I want you to think about some... What would you say to Cam Year 12 as a Year 13, about Year 12? If I were to talk to my Year 12 self, I'd say big things are coming and there's no point worrying about all the changes. Some changes are supposed to happen for better things to happen. And um, Tane, what about yourself? You know, um, what would would second Year Tane say to first Year Tane? I think similar, yeah, that big things are coming, but also just to learn to step back sometimes and know what you're trying to achieve. I think especially this semester, you know, I've signed up for so many things and I get them all done, but, you know, at what cost? If you're not enjoying what you're doing or if you're not, you know, enjoying the moment, then it's not really worth doing. And sometimes you just have to learn to actually step back, grasp what you're doing and make more change in the areas you are instead of a little change in a lot of areas. I think that's really profound. Um, make more changes in the places you're good at than just make little changes. In the, that's awesome. That's awesome. I'll write that down. Well, our last words, Cam, I want you to think about all the other year 13s that I've been listening to this today. What, what would you say about a year 13 year? What, what, what kind of fears or wise words would you give to anyone listening to this as a year 13 or a year 12? Be legendary. <laughs> Be legendary. Awesome. Brilliant. That's a great way to end. Fantastic. You're legend. Um, Thanks for listening today and to all our uh, listeners out there. Sorry, thanks for taking part today, Cam. And for all our listeners out there, thanks for listening. Um, Like Cam Cam said, pretty simple. Till our next podcast, be legendary. Thank you, everybody.